The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to those expressing them and do not necessarily reflect the OSA Foundation Incorporated or any other group or individual. This podcast may contain dialogue or subject material that could be considered for mature audiences only. All aspects of how you play the game and the OSIP Foundation Incorporated are protected by copyright and other state and federal intellectual property laws. Unauthorized use without the express written consent of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated is strictly prohibited. If you're interested in sponsoring how you play the game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. I can't remember if I asked you this already, so forgive me if I did. Cranberry sauce, yay or nay? Oh, absolutely. Yay? Okay. So far, so good. Now, gelatinous blob from a can or original recipe homemade? Or both or neither? Well, you already said yay to it, so or both. If I had to pick, and if if one was ava- if both were available, I would choose the homemade. See, this is why we can never be friends. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, it's been it's been great. It's Thank been you. real. The relationship ended just shy of a hundred episodes. So, I guess I guess we were really on UPN, just getting ready to get canceled. You know, <laughs> right? So, yeah, I'm I'm a gelatinous uh, can guy. Okay. So now that, like, now that you like that processed stuff, don't you? It's it, for for the purposes of cranberry sauce. I think I do. Okay. I think I do. So well, you'll have you'll have at least one more kidney stone than me then. Eventually, and you've, <laughs> and you've had how many already? Two. Two? Okay, they're not so, fun. Let so me just let everyone know: kidney stones are. It is. It is a tremendous amount of pain. Oh, no, I know. My my mother had one a couple of years ago and was in the hospital for a week. So, mm-hmm. you know, so I guess what you're saying is you're putting the over under at two and a half and you're taking the over. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> sports betting, because that's what friends do. Do. Yes. Hey, sportsmanship. Yeah. Hey, speaking of sportsmanship, it's how you play the game. The official podcast Whoa. of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sports is concerned. This is the... The first episode of the month of December and the year is 2021. I believe this is our 98th episode ever. So we are, uh, I know, right? So, but we're so happy that you're with us today as we approach the holiday season. We hope everybody had a fantastic Thanksgiving and is uh, slowly digesting uh, even as we, as we leave the Thanksgiving uh, scene and start marching towards the holidays. I'm still digesting. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I got a feeling it's going to take, you know, a couple of years probably. Yeah. You know, still digesting last year's Thanksgiving. I'm digesting Thanksgiving (laughs) from 1974. You weren't even born yet. Listen, (laughs) that is irrelevant. All right. All right. Trust me on this one. I have never been wrong before. Okay. All right. Um, I was in the theater that year watching the man with the golden gun and digesting. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, um, 
Anyway, uh, as always, you can get in touch with the show. Uh, our uh, website is obviously osipfoundation.org. You can email the show with the address podcast at osipfoundation.org and submit your stories of sportsmanship that you'd like us to discuss. We'd be happy to have you on the show. Uh, you can check us out on social media at facebook.com slash osipfoundation. Twitter and Instagram are both at osipfoundation, hashtag how you play the game. And some episodes of this podcast are now available on YouTube. So check us out and subscribe there. Across the way from me, as always on the screen, is the producer engineer of the show, Mr. Sean Ryan. Sean, hello how are you i'm still digesting okay <laughs> all righty then uh so uh so since we're we're digesting we'll uh we'll we'll just jump right into it so uh, we can get on with our real lives and wait before what you we got? do no what do you got what you got let me tell you okay sarah makes the best mac and cheese she my girlfriend makes this mac and cheese with the whole gruyere and the, the 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 cheddar and the spices and with hot sauce in it oh wow oh my god she made like two pounds two pounds of macaroni mac and wow for thanksgiving yeah wow and so the next month that's we'll all you're eating all right oh, that's great that's like the the stuffing I'll, that my mother makes i'm gonna get i'm gonna bring some for Fine. tonight this is me arguing see yeah yeah i spent uh i spent a couple of days before <laughs> the holiday doing nothing but baking and uh for for thanksgiving i had to make a uh let's see i had to make a special pumpkin pie for my mother who has some dietary restrictions mm. uh which involved making the crust as well so Ooh. that was yeah that was a I was actually a bigger fan of the crust than the pie, but how did you make the crust out of so, curiosity? So the crust is like um like an almond flour mixed with mm. arrowroot, coconut oil. Um there's something else in there I can't remember off the top of my head. But is it if, egg? There might be an egg. There might yeah, be an you egg. need something to hold that together. Yeah. So so anyway, this 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 whole thing, you know, is is it creates a uh, a dough that you you chill for about an hour in the fridge in in ball form, and then hmm. you uh, roll it into a pie crust and uh, put it into a pie tin. And uh, now you didn't have to put it in the freezer first. Um, like the I, like you, know, I know how you're supposed to like put ice ice water right in it. No. I did not have to put it in the freezer first. I actually okay. had to do that with a different dessert though. But with this particular pumpkin pie, oh, okay. it was, it be, maybe it's because of the dietary restrictions. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's probably um, the compot, the components of it. Right. They said, they said you need, you need like 30 minutes to an hour hmm. in the refrigerator covered, you know, as a ball that's it. So, okay. and, and it, it was, it was fine with me. So my number one is I've made crust before. And my number one concern is like never having enough crust. Yeah. And like having it crack on the yep. edges. Yeah. So uh, you have to really, but you can't roll it too much or well, else it gets too, too firm. Well, not or... only that, but with this particular crust, you know, normally when you, when you make a crust, sometimes one thing you do is you roll it on like a floured surface. Mm -hmm. You can't use flour because, oh, uh, right. because you can only use the almond flour. So as I'm, as I'm rolling this, uh, you know, you have to be very careful with it. And eventually you just get to a point where you, you put the, the pie tin, which we, I use like a, I guess it's like a Pyrex pie tin. So it's not, mm -hmm. it's not, you know, 
it's not metal it's not glass what anyway you 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 flip it over upside down on it and then you flip the whole thing on top so that it doesn't fall apart mm. you let it sink in and then you're basically kind of like massaging the edges into with a yeah fork. like I, I didn't i didn't even use a fork because it was so so soft and crumbly to a certain degree that i was basically just massaging the edges to make a a, a solid crust and I'm thinking to myself, how perfect does this have to be? And then I remembered, well, I'm pouring a pie in here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, you're not going to see it. You're going to see the crusts, you know, the outside of the crust ever so much. And that's about it. So, right. um, but that turned out very, very nice. Hmm. Um, I also made for the first time a chocolate cheesecake, which is, wow. it turned out fantastic, but it is a pain because- hmm. You got the like you were talking about the freezer before, so I had to make the, the another crust here, mm-hmm. and you're basically making this chocolatey wafery crust, and you you have to pound it down into this nine inch um, spring pan basically, mm-hmm. and and then you poke it with a fork after you pound it down, so it's like almost undoing what you just did. Right, it's completely counterintuitive, but you have to do it, and then you have to let it sit in the freezer for like 30 minutes mm-hmm. then you take it out and you bake it for like 15 minutes so Damn. while you're doing that you're mixing 24 ounces of cream cheese with these dark chocolate uh wafers mm-hmm. and may and and may and i think maybe some vanilla extract and whatnot you know you're making you're making the the cream cheese filling mm-hmm. uh you eventually are going to pour the filling into the 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 same tin the same mm-hmm. you know that you're using this the the spring form you know pie tin there but mm-hmm. then you have to cover the bottom with tin foil up to about an you know a good inch above an inch to two inches above the you know the the, the ground there then mm-hmm. you have to take that put that in a bigger pan and fill that pan with like an inch of hot water and then I'm not done yet you bake it in the oven at 400 for like 45 minutes. Then you turn off the oven, you open the oven a crack and you let it cool in the oven for an hour. Right. So your your day is shot oh my to, God. A, to a degree. Just How long this did thing. that take you? That must have taken you like four hours. Uh, yeah, at least, at least. And then, and don't forget also that I was also making- That's a round of golf. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I might as well. We, just met, have... we are getting to a point, folks, where we're measuring our time in rounds of golf. Right. And I know some of you do it. Don't. Oh, lie. absolutely. This is that's eighteen <laughs> holes right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also made a carrot cake with a uh, with a cream cheese frosting. I made a devil's oh, I food. I love carrot cake. I made a devil's food cake um, with the chocolate frosting. So you have leftovers, right? I have some leftovers. I don't have okay. all leftovers. What else did I make? I made a. There's one more that I made. What was it? Devil's food, carrot cake. Oh, and I, I made bread too. I made like a pumpernickel loaf. Oh, for for Thanksgiving too. Wow. So I was Man, I was I, I was were, making. You were making, busy. I was making five things over the course of two days, and you know I'm taking pictures of it and whatnot so that I can use it for when I set up my bakery. You got to show me these pictures. Remind me. I'll do that. I'll yeah. do that. Um. Unfortunately, all of the leftovers of the cheesecake we left at my sister's in-laws because they were loving it so much. Mm. And I looked at my mother and says, I don't have a problem doing that. But now, you know, you're basically saying, make another and go through that again. 
Right. You set the bar. Right. And I was just like, again. see, this is this is why I have trust issues. So, um, this is yeah. why I don't do anything nice for people. Yeah. Because now, 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 and when I occasionally do something nice, they're like over the moon about it. And then you don't do it for a long time. And then they forget. It's great. See, you are, you are the, the George Costanza of OSIP for a reason. <laughs> so listen, the lower the bar, the easier it gets. You're also eating eclairs <laughs> out of the trash and <laughs> taking your shirt off when you go to the bathroom. Um, and you know, I'm dragging the pennant through the the the, the trophy the, through the parking lot at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, Yankee Stadium. yeah. Hey, it's bodysuit guy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get fired, Jerry. <laughs> oh man. So anyway, um, speaking why don't of sports, we, sports into sports. Why don't we get into our topic today? Sure. So this came across my proverbial desk the other day, and I said, well, this is enough for an episode. Um, out in California, mm-hmm. um, and I believe it is in the, uh, like the Orange County area, uh, there is a high school, Mater Dei High School, which is a Catholic high school. Okay. Um, and they are now facing... Uh, a lawsuit because of hazing where one of their football players was hazed and suffered brain a brain injury um and the problem here goes beyond just this you know we it's almost like um we expect things like this to occur kind of in our in our news cycle not that that doesn't make it okay but you're going to read these stories okay unfortunately it's unfortunate but where it became a problem beyond this you know this level of problem is that the 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 denial and the outright um hubris to ignore the seriousness of this in the 21st century took it to a level of insanity. Um, the the story, I think, was, you know, the story that I have here, and a lot of the articles that I saw pointed back to this article. So this is the one I'm using, <clears throat> excuse me, to um, get the ball rolling. It's from the Orange County Register um, by an author named Scott Reed, uh, published on November 25th. So I think, it was, was that Thanksgiving? Yeah, it was on Thanksgiving that this was published, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the, the headline reads former players show support for modern day comma Rollinson, who is the coach after reported hazing that left football player with brain injury, uh, on the eve of championship game, the coach talks about winning another title, but won't discuss, uh, the, the report. Uh, and I quote basically that, um, there was a, there was a pep rally, uh, basically, uh, to to prepare for their upcoming game, I've um, got the article up. You got it up. Okay, good. Uh, are you um, reading it from NBC? No, or? I'm reading it from the OC Register. Okay. Uh, anyway, they were a day away from their championship game, um, and what happened was there was a the, the, there was a a report in the same publication, the Orange County Register, detailing the coach and school's handling of a violent hazing incident earlier this year. And, and I'm quoting now, 
A current modern day player punched a teammate 50 pounds lighter than him three times in the face during a hazing ritual called bodies on February 4th, while other Monarchs players shouted racial epithets at the smaller player, according to two videos of the altercation obtained by the register. Um, now, obviously, the kids are underage, so they're not going to, um, you know, name them. Uh, mm -hmm. but, but it continues, uh, the smaller athlete, player one, suffered a traumatic head injury, a broken nose, and wounds above each eye, according to the medical records. Uh, the police department recommended the larger player, player two, be prosecuted for felony battery, according to the police report. Uh, the the uh, district attorney's office does not intend to file charges, though. The okay. player's family filed a lawsuit against the high school and the diocese uh, on Tuesday, November 23rd. Um, according to a court filing, though, the coach, uh, whose name is, uh, let's see, Bruce Rawlinson, said uh, to the uh, the player's father the day after the altercation, quote, if I had a hundred dollars for every time these kids played bodies or slappies, I'd be a millionaire. But Rawlinson said during an April interview with the police department investigator that the, uh, that the interview was the first time he has heard of any of his players participating in the bodies game where participants punch <laughs> each other until someone else quits. Continuing on in the article, now standing in front of a statue of Mary, the Virgin Mother of Jesus, uh, described only moments earlier by he and his team as the Holy Mother of Victory, uh, Rawlinson was asked if bodies and the actions revealed on the February 4th videos measured up to the school's values. Um, and at first, Rawlinson stared straight ahead and silent. Uh, he finally said, quote, I'm not going to make any comments at this time, so we're just going to stand here forever. Uh, the question was then asked if he was concerned about his job, and he said, quote, I have no comment. There's an investigation. Someone asked him if he lied to police. There's no comment. Uh, it's under investigation. Uh, let's see here. Rawlinson on social media had called earlier in the week for former players to attend the, the practice Thursday morning, where he said, quote, you understand the importance that this day has on our team, and you know how important the brotherhood is to me. I need you there. No excuses. Just be there. Uh, one by one. Uh, around 100 former players walked up to the current team assembled and kneeling after Thursday's practice, hugged Rawlinson, introduced themselves, stated the year they graduated and wished the team good luck against their opponent, um, often terms accentuated with expletives. Uh, let's see here. Uh, continuing on, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then during a conversation with player one's father, uh, negligence per se, uh, hazing in violation I'm sorry, I'm reading a different. Uh, during player, uh, player one's father, Rawlinson told the parent that he was in a, quote, bind, end quote, in terms of disciplining the other player because he said his father was one of the team's volunteer coaches. Um, player one's family lawsuit alleges negligence, negligence per se, hazing in violation of the California Penal Code, negligent uh, failure to warn, train, or educate, intentional infliction of emotion, emotional distress. Uh, the, the trainer, Kevin Anderson, after seeing the injuries of player one, quote, spoke with the administrative staff at Modern Day, uh, who told him, the trainer, not to call the paramedics and to delay contacting the player's parents. Um, the trainer, despite seeing the severity of the injuries, did not immediately treat the player and instead continued taping other players' ankles for practice, according to the court filing. 
Officials uh, initially declined to cooperate with the police uh, department investigators. Um, Rollinson and Kevin Kiernan, the school's athletic director, finally agreed to be interviewed by the police department uh, with the assistant principal, Miguel Gutierrez, present on April 21st, more than two months after the altercation when the uh, PD first requested information from the school. Uh, during the interview, uh, Rollinson said, we have no hazing on our program, never have, never will. I've been head for 32 years. And honestly, I've never heard uh, the word hazing used since 1989. Uh, in a letter to the uh, parents and students of the school Wednesday, the school president, Father Walter Jenkins, asked, quote, for your faith and trust as we navigate the process ahead and kindly uh, ask, request that you respect the privacy and dignity of all involved, end quote. Um, the players showed up to basically just stand in um, in support. Uh, they all they did was uh, focus on the championship game, and that's all you know. And then they bowed their heads in prayer. That's literally what happened. If you move forward to the message from Father Walter Jenkins that is on Mater Day's website, um, he says the following in this letter: "Quote." Nothing is more important to me than the health, safety, security, and well-being of all students entrusted to our care at Modern Day High School. As many of you have seen, recent media coverage references deeply disturbing accusations about our football program and administration suggested they acted, suggesting they acted in conflict with our steadfast commitment to student safety. In light of pending litigation and privacy constraints, I am limited in my ability to address the matter with our community. It pains me to hear about any student suffering harm of any kind on our campus. My heartfelt prayers go out to the affected student and family. Please know that we take the matter seriously and, and commit to you that all aspects will be handled consistently and in accordance with the core values of our institution. At this time, I respectfully ask for your faith and trust as we navigate the process ahead and kindly request that you respect the privacy and dignity of all involved. Um, finally, I have here uh, an op-ed piece from the Los Angeles Times uh, from uh, Bill Plasky, who is uh, a very good writer, uh, been on MLB Network a number of times, uh, and his column uh, is headlined, Modern Day Must Make Changes After Video Exposes Hazing. It starts with Rawlinson. Um, he basically describes the incident that, the, you know, the two players preparing to fight, the bigger player is 235 pounds. This, he's smiling. The smaller player is 175 pounds and frowning. Uh, the smaller player clearly doesn't want to be there, but he doesn't have a choice. Um, he is new to the nationally renowned Monarch football team and must prove himself. Um, let's see here. They, uh, you hear, you hear voices. He's basically describing the, the videotapes that were, that were, um, received that show the incident. Um, about halfway into the nearly minute long fight, the bigger player throws the smaller player to the ground. Um, the bigger player hits the smaller player with a right to the face and a blow so hard you can hear it. Uh, then hits him with a left to the face. Smaller player stops fighting and is standing still, holding his head as blood spills out from around his eyes and smack. The bigger player lands one more frightening punch to the head. Um, smaller player faces his tormentor with blood on his face and sway in his gait. Uh, let's see. Let's, uh, common ritual uh, tasing okay according to the lawsuit i'm just kind of going through here um
Michael Reck, one of the attorneys for the player, uh, player one in question says, quote, modern day has a culture of winning at all costs and a culture of cover up at all costs. They're treating their kids like commodities. Player one was initially told uh, by teammates not to snitch, but when the school's officials figured out what had happened, they apparently didn't want to openly acknowledge the reason for the injuries and his parents weren't called for 90 minutes. Um, The school did administer punishment in a move as outrageous as any sucker punch. The school actually suspended player one for fighting a, a suspension that was eventually rescinded. Um, the, the complaint also says to this day, principal Claire has never addressed the concerns raised by the plaintiff's parents instead opting to be evasive and deflective. Uh, let's see here. The players uh, parents were told there were no video of the fight, which was another cover up. Um, yeah, they go, they go through the whole thing that we just kind of went through. Um, as we get into the, the more opinionated parts of the piece, we say, quote, you, know, you do not mess with modern day football. When you acknowledge that you were a victim of monarch hazing, the hazing is only the beginning. The program's inability to protect its players is reprehensible, but even worse is its apparent refusal to take accountability when a player's safety is compromised. Uh, quote, they, did not, they didn't do the right thing even after the fact, said Brian L. Williams, another attorney for the plaintiff. They circled the wagons and they protected the brand, end quote. Um, you must wonder over the past three decades how many other modern-day athletes have been injured in sanctioned locker room fights yet never reported it because they didn't want to snitch. Uh, you must also wonder if Rollinson ignores such dangerous activities uh, just steps from his office. If he does so, what else does he ignore? What other hazing activities are taking place in the wake of the lawsuit? This newspaper has already received different kinds of modern day uh, hazing videos. So basically now what they're saying is since they finally uh, blew the cover off of this, now they're getting all the other videos of these hazing incidents that are going on at the school, right. um, asking what other, what else is being covered up? What other rules are being broken? Um, These are, these are questions for the Diocese of Orange, which should immediately order an independent investigation into an institution that so famously represents 1.6 million Catholics in 57 parishes and centers. The Catholic Church doesn't have a great history of looking inward, granted, but this stain just became very public and is only going to grow. Um, they have not uh, said anything uh, after the lawsuit was filed. Um Perhaps the most compelling modern-day comment came from Rawlinson himself when asked as the Monarchs defeated their opponents Friday night to put the recent lawsuit-driven storm clowns into perspective. Quote, I just won a championship, he said. It doesn't get any better than that. I think that the description of those three uh, written pieces kind of sums it all up. So why don't I turn to you, Sean, and <laughs> let you have a minute to uh, verbally digest what I just told you. Well, oh God, where do I begin? The beginning? Um, I mean, Rollinson doesn't have a broom big enough to sweep all this shit <laughs> under the carpet. I mean... I'm sorry, but like that was not let's start let's just start with what this could be and this is you know with an incident like that 
there had to have been more. There's no question. And how far back does it go? You got to think about, like, when when was the high school founded? Do you know? Does it say? Oh, let's see here. I guess uh, I could look it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to go back. Uh, let's see here. I don't see it on the page. Maybe on Wikipedia. Established 1950. Oh, okay. So 71 years. I mean, at least, and look, and if it, and if this happened this past year, can you imagine the stuff that occurred 70, 60 plus years ago? Like, I, if, the, if the lid is blown open, I mean, the cat is pretty much out of the bag right now, right? Mm-hmm. So now there's, now, if if there is to be any semblance of for not if not for justice for morbid curiosity and for the the potential to sort of as a quantum of solace as you are ah. to sort of give past players a peace of mind they now have to look back since the high school's inception at every single event that has occurred because that this was not an isolated incident i'm gonna i'm gonna take what you said and i'm gonna do the following okay i'm gonna do a counterpoint that eventually proves your point okay Mm -hmm. bear with me you'll see where i'm going okay okay we talk about sportsmanship and the media mm-hmm. a lot, okay? At first glance, as we're reading some of these things, especially the op-ed piece um, in the Los Angeles Times, mm-hmm. okay? Granted, it is labeled op-ed, and that's important, but the question was posed, well, how many more incidents are there? What else are they covering up? To a degree, that could be considered poor sportsmanship because it's fanning the flames. However, where that line of thought suddenly loses all credibility is when the newspaper says they are receiving more and more videos of other incidents right and i'm the reason i'm saying this is because you know you and i talk about the media a lot and i think it's and that's the only reason why i mentioned it right because they were receiving those right. videos exactly so what i'm just trying to do is i'm trying you know if, if someone's like not thinking the same way we are about how horrible this is mm-hmm. i want to kind of bring that into into the scope here and and explain it from that from that point is that okay first of all remember that the piece in question the last piece we read was an op-ed. It was clearly labeled that. So we knew going in, it was it was not meant to be a sole reporting of facts. Right. It, it, it uh, had a lot of facts, but it did go in that 
that uh, that direction of asking those questions that sometimes we say we don't want asked. That being said, once we, they said that they received more and more videos of other incidents, every additional video, every additional piece of tangible evidence that comes forward with a new um, incident in question forces the hand more to say, we got to look into this, okay? Yeah. Um, and I'm also looking at the notable alumni list here you kind of owe it, I think, to contact these people now and ask for a comment. So some right. of the people I'm looking at are Matt Barkley, who's an NFL quarterback. Uh, let's see here. Danny Espinosa, MLB second baseman. I think he just retired. I'm not 100% sure about that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Matt Leinart, who's a Heisman Trophy winner and NFL quarterback. Uh, Bobby Meacham who was mm -hmm. an MLB shortstop and was uh, most recently on the Philadelphia Phillies coaching staff. Uh, Sergio Santos, who's an MLB relief pitcher. Uh, let's see here. Miles Simon, who's a basketball analyst for ESPN and former NBA guard. Uh, let's see here. Going into the non-sports world, Mike Gallagher, who is a United States congressman from Wisconsin's 8th Congressional District, who has held the office since 2017. Hmm. That's a good one to go to. To which to go. Thank you. <laughs> uh, let's see here. No one else, no one else really comes to, you know, Steve Odenkirk, who I imagine is a relative of Bob Odenkirk. Well, I was going to say. Okay. It does say here that Steve Odenkirk is a film actor, comedian, director, film editor, film producer, and screenwriter. Hmm. So... Bob Odenkirk is also all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Steve Odenkirk is Steve-O. Oh. Apparently. Other name, Steve-O. Oh, okay. See? I, I apparently don't know anything. Um, oh, he's... Um, Steve Odenkirk is uh, the guy who played the chosen one in Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Oh. Which was a quite entertaining movie. Hmm. Um, but anyway, the, uh, they should probably reach out to some of these people for comment. Yeah. You know, um, it's, it's bad enough that the hazing was found. The fact that the high school went out of its way and continues to go out of its way and the coach continues to go out of its way to, to ignore it is the biggest sin of all. Um, I relate to this story as someone who was a potential victim of hazing, but was a snitch. And when I was in uh, high school, playing high school baseball, um, I was, th there was a situation where, uh, you know, they were trying to uh, haze us younger uh, underclassmen. Mm -hmm. And I immediately went, nope. No, this isn't cool. And I went, I literally left practice at the beginning of practice when they were starting this, because I kid you not, the, the head coach had been the head coach, the head baseball coach there at the school since when uh, my mom and her siblings were at the school. Hmm. So uh, her, her oldest sibling 
was born in uh, 55. So you're talking what, graduating in 72, Two? 73, something yeah. like that. Okay. That's my mom's age. Okay. So not supposed to know a woman's age, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, so anyway, right. the, the point, <laughs> yeah, the point being that they, that this guy was, has been around since then. And on this particular day, we, there was an assembly during the school day and some of the upperclassmen decided to skip the assembly and instead go down to the batting cages with the baseball coach and take batting practice. Well, one of the kids, the shortstop, or maybe it was the second base, one of the middle infielders hit a screaming line drive off of the batting machine back up the middle and struck the uh, head coach right in the eye. So he was down for the count. You know, obviously this was not the incident, but obviously for at that point, you know, for the day, things were kind of like, on their own and you know we there was there were bigger things going on that day at that point you right. had it you had it you had a guy who was severely injured you had kids who were missing an assembly you had a baseball team that was trying to have a practice without its head coach it was it was just a little odd so we start the practice and it's, it's basically being run by the upperclassmen now mm -hmm. and we all we would always start by going out for a run and they stopped the run at this giant pit of mud and they were about ready to start throwing underclassmen in it so immediately i went okay that's enough and i left and i went back so this is after school i go right back through the school i go into the vice principal's office and i say is any, are any of the vice principals here that would be willing to meet with me um and uh, one of them came in and said yeah no i'm you know he introduced himself and uh, I said, hi, how are you? And uh, I, said, I have a problem I need to discuss with you urgently. And I said, I, I have to anonymously report uh, that there is hazing occurring uh, on the baseball team that I'm, I do not approve of which I do not approve. Um, and I will not partake. And uh, basically I want to play baseball without having to experience this. I don't care what other people do. I don't care what other people say. I don't care if they want to do it, but this is not okay with me. So he took down, you know, all of the information, you know, we, we chatted for, Oh God, what seemed to be a good hour or so. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I got my stuff and uh, practice was basically had ended at that point when I was done. So got in my you know, mom's car and I went home and the next day in school, uh, what the, you know, the teacher was, you know, the coach who was the gym, one of the gym teachers was still obviously on medical leave for a while. Um, you know, I was called into the vice principal's office again, and this time I met with the vice principal and the other vice principal. So they had two. So we were all powwowing about this stuff and whatnot. And um, we were, you know, chat, you know, they, they're trying to investigate it all, blah, blah, blah. And so, so next thing, you know, um, they, you know, they basically said, you, you know, go to practice, do everything you, can, you know, you can, um, anything else happens, you, you leave, you, you know, you watch your back, you come to us while we investigate, while we handle this, obviously, you know, there's a, you know, we don't want to, we don't, you know, you, you want to be anonymous. We want to protect that anonymity. We want you to play, but we, we want to do the best we can. And obviously we have, you know, a coach who's 
you know, recovering from a, from a serious injury here. So there's a lot of moving parts. And I was like, I get, I totally understand. Totally. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board with you. Mm-hmm. So that's when uh, the vice principals then called a meeting that I think involved um, the, the athletic director. And I think at one point my guidance counselor, and I think at one point my mother and, and I was unbeknownst to all of this. Next thing I know, the upperclassmen are, threatening me again and i report that um everything kind of settles down at that point and they, you know because apparently something was said and they were like you know if we get anything like this again people are going to be removed from the team whatever you know basically it, it was put to a halt the head coach comes back like a week later and basically says um she like pulls me in privately and scolds me for being a snitch more or less i'm kind of summarizing then uh i go to practice and i'm down on the jv field and the head coach comes up and pulls aside the jv coach speaks with him and long story short uh, the, the coaches were basically told, you know, or at least the head coach was told you can either submit your retirement at the end of the year, or we can fire you. So pick one. And that's what ended up happening. The JV coach's contract was not renewed, uh, either. And, uh, it went from there. It's, you know, now granted that occurred in 1999. So we're talking a couple decades ago, right? You know, and, and let's put that into context. That's, you know, different times. Mm-hmm. But if that's what was happening, then we'd like to believe that now a couple decades later, about, two, you know, about 20 years later, We've gotten better. And this story here proves we have not for whatever reason. I have a question. I have an answer because that's usually how that works. If it was the other why? way, it would be Jeopardy. Why? <laughs> why, um, why when the head coach was injured, why didn't the – was there an assistant coach? There was an assistant coach, but he was not employed by the school. What about so, the junior varsity coach? He, Same thing. Both the 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 assistant coach was was someone in a stipend role who had no other involvement with the school, and the JV coach was a substitute teacher in the district. Okay. Um, I mean, you think that they would have contacted one of those two people to run practice instead of having? I mean, isn't that to some degree? not legal in some sort of way because you have custody like i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna take it take it a step further not only is it not legal it was a violation of state rules because you cannot hold a single practice for a spring team prior to a certain date that date now i think is march 1st back then it was like march 8th and this this was occurring about a week before that. Oh, so 
major violations. But I mean, could they not be supervised by an adult? Like, I mean, I would like, I, I, I almost feel like there should be someone over the age of 21 <laughs> who is leading the practice. You would think or, that but again, or supervising yeah. in some capacity. Again, you, you're not wrong, but we're dealing with a, you know, with, with something, you know, 20 years ago. Right. So it's just, yeah, it's, it is, it's, it, people look the other way and it's, you know, it was a shame that, you know, it was happening then, mm-hmm. but it's even more of a sin than it's happening now. Yeah. And, and I'll also say as, as a man of faith that, it, you know, perception is everything. Mm-hmm. Whether you want to be fair or not, there, the court of public opinion does play a role. This is a Catholic high school that is essentially sweeping things under the rug again. We've seen this before, and I'm not trying to, you know, conjure up past memories, but I am trying, what I am trying to say is that the court of public opinion probably doesn't look on this too fondly. And, Mm -hmm. and people are probably going to make connections, whether fair or not, Mm -hmm. and cast judgment as a result. Um, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm just saying it's it's probably going to happen. I mean, you've, (laughs) essentially you know uh, these guys at modern day essentially wrote the check and the public is cashing it yeah yeah (laughs) i mean that's essentially you know it's it's two forms of id my account numbers on the back and uh yeah like i i don't know like it's you know i've i've witnessed tasing myself uh when i was in high school but it was more of a form of like general, not not within sports. It was right. uh, so back <clears throat> back in the good old days, or not so good old days, depending on how you look at it. As we call them, the late nineties. <clears throat> so there was something called Freshman Friday. Okay. And in um, in my high school, they it happened. It it I mean it it goes back way back. I mean it went way back. Um, and essentially on the first Friday of the school year, the seniors would haze the freshmen and it would be like, when I was there, you know, they, like the, the girls would take their lipstick and write, you know, freshmen on the, you know, the girls heads in lipstick and they'd make waste them of wear- lipstick. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they wear teeth. They wear like they they write it on the t-shirts and they like make them wear them and like you know. And then there was there were a couple of instances where you know the the seniors, uh, the 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 boys would you know dump freshmen into trash cans. Oh, lovely! Like, upside down, like. And I, I witnessed this and I was like, not, not normal. No, not, no, no, not good. Um, and 
I was actually on my way to 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 report it, actually, but someone beat me to the punch. Oh darn! And I was like, ah oh, man. <laughs> All right, well they got it. They hand they yeah. they got it handled. Hey, it's one less thing you got to do, right? So so mm. I was yeah I was just very it was upsetting. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was talking to one of the sophomores at the time in in the in the band, and they're like, oh yeah, and if you think this is bad. And if you don't show up to on Friday, there's makeup Monday. Like, so they're actually, they actually kept a list. Seniors kept a list wow. of who did not show up on Friday and got to them on Monday, the next, like. And where, where was the administration? Well, they finally did something about it Act until it wasn't until my senior year okay where administration changed i mean look i don't want to say too much but essentially they were bought and paid for ah okay yeah um and they at the time and they very much really they didn't care mm. They didn't care about any of that what was going on. They just cared about the integrity of their position. They they didn't even really care about the high school as much as they cared about their own jobs. So it, it, it was like they were very selfish. And then when the new principal took over, he was like, absolutely not putting a stop to this now. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And um he was great he you know there was it was completely finished when we were seniors there was no no more hazing um there was like you know playful banter back and forth but it wasn't anything like throwing you in a trash can yeah um you know but it was just like it wasn't nearly the same it was i mean good natured ribbing is right that's, one thing that's exactly what it was yeah. i mean even i took part in it yeah to some degree but you know within the band program but it was nothing it was nothing heinous right um and you know now when i ask people about about it they're like what what is that i'm like good you good. shouldn't know. you should like, know yeah. you shouldn't know well well you should know so you don't repeat the same mistakes that's fair that's but you fair. shouldn't know it because it's not so shouldn't be common right right so um it, it's yeah, now it's just a completely different culture, and it's I think it's on the right track, at, at least you know where I went to school, and um, it, it just it's such a I mean, look, we talk about things being you know we talk about things being orderly and. You know, with everything in the media about, oh, you know, you, you either respect authority or you don't. And, and you know, it's it's like this thing. It's like it's considered. This is what I love, right? It's considered. You're considered a uh, a. And this is the media talking, not me. Right. You're considered a conservative if you believe in our law enforcement and our, our, you know, authority and which is total BS because I'm not a conservative and I believe in it. Right. <laughs> so that's wrong. 
But at the same time, the same people are also the ones trying to sweep stuff under the rug. And, you know, and I'm not trying to, I'm not saying it's a conservative or liberal thing. I'm just saying like the same people who tend to be so steadfast in authority and in, and to the point where it's abusive, right? Right. Are the ones who are sweeping this under the rug. It's, and saying that letting it happen when they the, are authority figures right. and they should be doing something about it, it it's one of those the more you tighten your grip the more slips through your fingers kind of a thing exactly almost, you know? right and, and and to to throw more onto that you know and this is you know you said you're not a conservative and i'll say yeah i am a conservative and i don't always take that 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 line of thought because what you know, with, you know, not to get on the soapbox here, but what the media seems to get wrong and what I think some people tend to get wrong is that, you know, an element of, con of, of conservatism is about being left alone. Mm -hmm. You know, you just, you know, you, you, as a conservative, you know, okay, yes, you are thankful. And, you know, you can, you can be, you can not be a conservative and be like this. You can be thankful for everyone who, who, who puts their, their lives on the line, you know, as as our authority whether it be police officers or soldiers or whatever that's mm -hmm. you know that's that's fine you know mm -hmm. but at the same time you know there there there's almost like a libertarian um aspect to this where you want to say like i'm con by, by being conservative what i'm saying is i don't need the authority to govern me and tell me what i can and cannot do as long mm -hmm. as i'm not infringing upon the liberties and the boundaries of another human being why does why does the authority care right you know so the, it go that 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 argument and goes, that's oh, it's a not, two tree you know and i agree with that that's yeah. the thing and i'm not a libertarian see you don't and that's the thing it's like i think what people confuse and i think this all falls under sportsmanship yes is people assume if you believe one thing you are automatically that thing yeah and there's no t you know and this the, the the problem that I'm seeing is, and we are still talking about hazing, by the way. Yes. It's, it's, it is, it's the way people feel about it. Right. And it's, it's what you, it's your reaction to it. And, and if it's like, it's okay to have an opinion, but when your opinion isn't, backed up and you're sort of being a hypocrite like this Rawlinson guy right where he believes in faith and the power of you know prayer and togetherness and safety all of, yeah all, and of the all things, that yeah all that, that boilerplate stuff but yet he doesn't he turns a blind eye not even blind like intentional just for, for years just you know? doesn't yeah. so like you like it, it just it's almost like another joe paterno thing at penn state right you like, know you know he was an institution yeah. and you know it, it's and i think as you know people on the outside looking in and I'm trying to find the best way to word this because there is a connection that I want to make between identity politics and this and situations like this is that 
you can't assume like the thing where oh let's let's break this open even though there's no additional evidence of any other things let's let's dig anyway and make up stuff and right. you know that's potentially well that is wrong cuz you need to have evidence for it right. but that's poor sportsmanship in and, itself right and yep. if you don't agree with that you're on the wrong side right and that makes it even messier and and it it is it goes and that's identity politics is if you are a liberal you need to think this way if you are a conservative you need to think this way if you are like there's no deviation right there's no you you're not allowed to be an individual you're not allowed to be ambivalent you're not allowed you're, you you it's you almost have to follow that fanboy rhetoric exactly you know if you're not we, with us you're about. against us exactly and 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 that is what fans the flames unnecessarily yeah you know you're, it, you're not allowed to say you know what i just don't have an opinion on this right now for whatever reason i don't know enough about it i you know i i can see both sides i you know and and, and because when someone says that you know it's, it's like the alternative or the the reaction to that is well then you're wrong you don't know what oh, you're talking but about. jack seeing both seeing both sides of something is white supremacist right <laughs> we can't we can't do that everything is white supremacist everything is yes like you can't like it, it there we're tossing around that word so much we're tossing around these buzzwords so much like weaponizing such and such yeah you know are we weaponizing something, hazing you something know? something phobia right something something supremacist something something dark side something <laughs> something complete you know like you but i'm like i'm something, serious something 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 it, it's getting to the point where it's like you can we just look at the story and 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 formulate our own opinions by as individuals by your logic by, or by, by what you just said it almost stands to reason that we're going to have this this we've or we've had you know these people standing up to prevent hazing and whatnot but mm -hmm. in, but eventually we will get to a point where the pendulum will be on the the extreme other side where we have to defend the rights of the people doing the hazing now i'm going to say something a little salty here okay can i okay. get pepper too uh, yeah, we can okay. mix it with pepper, a little All bit right. of garlic powder, maybe okay. some oregano. Uh, you have my attention. In the article, they mentioned that player two, who was abusing player one, used the N-word, even though player one was not of of that race. Right. They they, they mentioned and that there were racial epitaphs being used. Now, they didn't, it didn't give much specifics. It was clear that course, it was being used. Of yeah. course that's wrong and that's right. awful. But depending on who's reporting it, why are they saying that? Is it to ignite the flames in a otherwise ambivalent demographic? Maybe a demographic who wouldn't necessarily care about the story one way or the other, but maybe they're reporting it to get them angry, to get them to pay attention. Now, are they weaponized? Now, let me use the word weaponizing. Okay. Are they weaponizing? Are they weaponizing racism? Because, see, this is this is what I'm talking about. It's like, of course, it's wrong to use those words. Right. It's disrespectful. It's it's absolutely unconscionable. I shouldn't even have to say that, right? But why report on something like that 
when no minorities were involved in the incident. I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate just for the sake of doing it, whether I'm not necessarily endorsing one way or the other. I'm just gonna get this out there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, first of all, you could make the argument that they were reporting that because it just happens to be what happened. I understand your point. I'm not negating your point. I'm not trying to, to argue against your point. What I'm trying to put out there is that, you know, if we're going to talk about report just the facts, <clears throat> according to this video, mm -hmm. as, as the reporter is watching the video, this is what occurs on the video. Therefore, they're going to put that in the right. transcript. Okay, so that's number one. Number two is that talk about weaponizing this. The article states only that racial epithets were used. It does not say which ones. Mm -hmm. It does not say which group. You know, we but we the article ought, I saw the article I saw did say did say okay yeah. okay because I and did that not was, that was that was NBC okay and see I know I, that that brings into a completely different mm -hmm. frame of mind here because as I'm reading the ones that I read where that wasn't mentioned you could ask why is it that we immediately go what do our brains immediately go to the 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 racial words and epithets used against the black community mm -hmm. because it's so it's it's on the front of our minds right now you know where but we could really you know maybe they're using terms that are you know insulting to white people or to mm -hmm. Italian people, or to right. Hispanic people, or to Asian people, whatever the case may be. <laughs> but now, you know, by you reporting that your article said <clears throat> that it was specific to the black community, mm -hmm. now your your argument has so much more credence now. So, so these are these are all fantastic points, and 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 the reason that I think that we bring these points up right now is not necessarily to fuel one side or the other. It's to make sure that we look at every corner and every angle and everything as we discuss this, as we help people formulate opinions. Because otherwise, those mm -hmm. opinions are just going to be formulated the way that you just described. And this is why- conscious rhetoric. Right, and this and, is why we read from multiple sources. Right. You know, don't just look at one story from one source. Look right. at multiple sources. So I'm glad I found my version of the article. I am too. That's which important. Was more, which was more specific in terms right. of which Rachel, Rachel, racial epitaphs were used. Yeah. And, you know, why does one article report on specifics while the other right. is general? Right. I mean, like, it. so it's it's a question that I think you know we could we could dissect but i think the ultimate the ultimate at least from what from again it's not the story itself it's the it's how it's the aftermath it's how we respond to it it's what do we do next so as many, a result of this so many parts of sportsmanship are 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 about our responses not necessarily our immediate reactions. Right. You know, uh, we, I, I know I've talked about this in the past, maybe not on this show, but in other areas where I, you know, I have said like, you know, you, you, you we have like these natural reactions to certain things. 
that mm-hmm. sometimes can't be helped. Right. And you could categorize that as good or bad sportsmanship, you know, in a way, but because it's a natural reaction, you can't hold people accountable for that. It's the next response, you know, um, it's likened to a horror movie. If you go see a horror movie, and I'm not saying go see a horror movie, but you know, you go see a horror movie, you're going to get scared. You're going to scream. You're going to get, you know, you're going to have these natural reactions. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing here. Something, you know, if you're playing the sport and you know, if, if I'm playing baseball and I'm up to bat and I get hit with a pitch. Okay. I'm going to react negatively as a natural reaction. The question then becomes, well, how do I, where do I go after that? I'm going to be upset that I'm in pain. Okay. But am I going to, am I going to start cursing at the pitcher? You know, like, you know, was that intentional? Like trying to start a fight or am I just going to like stop and like wait for the pain to subside, take a couple of breaths, you know, and then just go to first base. Hmm. You know, I might curse because it hurts that's a natural response. It's that, you know, but it's, you know, from there, am I going to, you know, start a fight? That's, that's where we step in and we say, that's what can be controlled. Yeah. You know? Um, And just like this story, you know, the natural response sometimes isn't the, the major problem here. It's the continual denial Mm -hmm. and the continual, uh, ignorance and granted yes with legal proceedings you can't comment you know i i i respect that that is our system um many of the things that we reported in this story have that as a fallback you know uh rollinson or or uh father jenkins the president you know whoever could could say, listen, there's an ongoing investigation with with litigation attached to it. As such, I'm, I'm afraid I can't comment. And that's it. And if they want to keep pressing him, they just just listen. Mm-hmm. I have you have to see the previous answer. I'm sorry, you know. Right. Um, there's you know, by contrast, where maybe some more of this should have you know been approached would be like you know the the the, the diocese you know, having an independent investigation, putting the coach on administrative leave, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's more about the perception of what your secondary reaction is and what you can do as a result of it. And and I'm not saying that it's, it's, a, it's a, you know, we, we obviously believe innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt, okay? If this was an isolated incident, it would be different. The fact that evidence is mounting is where you start. You start having to say, "Look, the court of public opinion is telling us we got to do this." Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you know, and I'll be the first one to defend someone, you know, as being presumed innocent until, you know, until, you know, until otherwise. Um, but, but you, you have know. to have the proceedings, right? And let's call a spade a spade, you know, right? It's just, oh man. It's, you know, I guess we can just be thankful that we are where we are and have what we have, mm-hmm. you know, and, and are not being subject to this, although we have seen it and experienced it. You know, it's just a shame that this stuff is still around 20 years after we left high school. 
Right. You know? Yeah. So, well, I think we uh, really dissected this one. Oh, yeah, we did. I don't know if there's a, if there's a point of repose here. You know, I don't know if we can come up with a, with a, with a conclusion other than just saying this sucks. Yeah. And we need to do better. I mean, we see, we have to see what unfolds as time goes on and see if like what other, what other videos surface and what other reports are made. And yeah, but. Well, we, we certainly welcome, you know, any reactions to this from, Mm -hmm. from our listening audience, you know, when this stuff gets posted, you know, comment on it, you know, talk about it on social media, send us an email. Um, You know, uh, we, we would love to, we would love to talk about it because this is obviously serious stuff. Yeah. Um, Well, we'll, we'll leave it at that. And uh, as a reminder, everybody, remember, you can check us out at osafoundation.org. The email address is podcast at osafoundation.org. You can check us out on social media at facebook.com slash osafoundation, Twitter and Instagram at osafoundation, hashtag how you play the game. Also on YouTube. These are all great places to, to talk about this stuff. Um, uh, Sean, thank you as always. Really appreciate it. Of course. And uh, remember, you know, we got, we, this was episode 98. We've got some big stuff coming up, okay? So stay tuned. The month of December is going to be a big one for OSIP, and so is 2022. Um, All right! You do not want to miss it. So, uh, well, I think that's about it. And, uh, well, I can't say bye here because I don't don't, don't end it that way. Everybody just remember, treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation, Incorporated. The producer-engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osipfoundation.org.